Welcome to Free Talk Live. The phones are open, as always, at 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. And Bonnie. And Joa. And you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you on our site all over there at freetalklive.com. Joa, you apparently were monitoring the live feed from the State House. Either you were there in person, I didn't ask you how. No, you no, I was watching, watching it via YouTubes. Uh, it's always more convenient that way. You don't have to waste your time driving. So you can then be disappointed in person when the New Hampshire Senate votes down not one, but apparently two cannabis-related bills that would have supposedly increased freedom when it came to uh, cannabis here in New Hampshire. And you watched the whole thing go down. The bill that uh, I think was the better bill, uh, which was 629, would have been a home grow legalization. And it would have further decriminalized, because New Hampshire does have decriminalized cannabis possession. So if you are caught, as I understand it, with upwards of three quarters of an ounce of cannabis by a cop, they can take the weed. Yeah. And they can issue you a $100 ticket, and then you can, in my my opinion, refuse to pay it. I would never give these people right. Uh, right. any money because that just encourages them. But if you don't pay a fine, usually you can sit it off in jail for a day. Unless or, they tell you no. Well, th- if you don't pay a fine, it has to come to a head at some point. And they they don't want to put you in jail. But uh, they, I'll say I've only heard of that ever happening once as far as people saying, I'm not going to pay this, I'll, I'll take my J? time in jail. E- either they will give you uh, community, community service, service yeah. instead of going to jail. But you could refuse to do community service as well, and eventually they will have to put you in jail at some point. Most people don't push it that far. Once they've been, a, uh, once they've been given community service, they usually just go ahead and, and do that. And, and that's still better than paying the state because you're not paying the state. Um, but anyway, so if I were to get a cannabis ticket, which I wouldn't get because I'm not allowed to do any kind of cannabis due to my bail conditions, thanks to the federal government, I certainly wouldn't pay for it. But that's way better than getting a misdemeanor charge, which is the way it used to be. If you had you know, even a, a little half a joint or something like that, you'd right. get arrested and you'd have a misdemeanor possession charge on your record. So that changed back in 2017, but obviously that doesn't go far enough. And so the bill today... Uh, House Bill 629, adults 21 and older, would have been permitted to possess up to three quarters of an ounce of cannabis, as well as cannabis-infused edibles and tinctures. And those are also allowed under the decrim bill. You'll, again, if you have some edibles or if you have, I think it's up to five grams of like hashish or a concentrate hmm. of some sort, again, it's just a $100 fine. And, of course, the number of those fines that are being given out are very, very small because the cops basically aren't looking for this anymore. Uh, there was no mechanism in the bill establishing retail sale of cannabis, but adults would have been permitted to grow up to six adult plants. So it would have taken the already existing decriminalized status for possession up to three quarters of an ounce and eliminated the hundred dollar fine. So right, that's right. what this would that would have been the big thing plus the home grow that this would have done. To me, this so, was much better than the other bill, which would have given the state exclusive monopoly control over like selling alcohol. cannabis. Yeah. yeah. And you said the Senate didn't pass this today. Does that mean that the House passed it? The House overwhelmingly passed this bill, wow. 241 to 113. However, today it failed at a similar margin, 
but in the reverse. So it goes back to the house, though, right? Nine. No, it was fifteen oh. to nine. It is dead. So this is going so to have to wait. get passed by both, and that's that's correct. How it goes wow. Uh, and so, I didn't realize it was New Hampshire. Okay. <laughs> and then the other bill also got voted down, which I'm actually glad that it, it got voted down. The one that would have given the state an exclusive monopoly on selling cannabis legally. I think that's a terrible idea. Terrible. Uh, so I'm glad they they shot that one down. But this other one is just a decrim bill. It would have simply allowed home grow. It would have it would have gotten rid of the hundred dollar tickets, which those tickets aren't doing anything for revenue because they're hardly writing them uh, at all. But you. You listen to these senators, these old fossils, yeah. Yeah, uh, talking about sure. the reasons why they oppose this bill. What did you hear today? Well, they're, the biggest like uh, sort of blanket excuse that they were using was, "Don't we realize the federal government is it's still illegal by the feds, and you know we're afraid of the feds." And like this is a great opportunity for NH exit. I was like, yeah. I was just thinking that the whole time. We don't need them anymore. Stop thinking that way. Like, we have supreme law here in New Hampshire that we can deal with and not have to worry about what the feds say. You think all these other states are caring what the feds say? No, it's so no. stupid. I mean, it was a dumb excuse 15 years ago when the conversation about New Hampshire decrim was getting started. It was a bad but excuse then. Now they've seen how it's gone in other states. Right. And- and that is to say that the feds don't do anything about the other states. The it, feds are not getting involved in other state legalization. But it's really ironic when they were talking about, like, you know, they kept on using the word marijuana, which I, I don't like to use that word. And I'm having that slang, Washington ban. Yeah, yeah. Washington State banned that, by the way. Using I didn't the, know using that. Using the word marijuana yeah. in all legislation. Cannabis is so, a more appropriate yeah, scientific or weed, term. Or cannabis. So, uh, cannabis, they, they look at it as. Uh, like really dangerous thing a really really dangerous thing still yeah still they do. but at the same time it's like you know they even like i don't support it the them taking over it with the state and you know like serving it like they do alcohol mm-hmm. well that's the irony is that you're serving something that's actually deadly and it has a high alcohol uh, overdose rate with the young people and then you look at this other thing that can't kill you you can't OD on it. Nope. You might get a little sleepy. You might get a little hungry, but you're certainly not, you know, having to go to the, the hospital to get your stomach pumped. You know, didn't some kids die at Keene State from like falling down stairs because they were drinking so much alcohol? I don't it know. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't recall hearing that story, but I mean, there were crazy riots that happened at Keene State back in 2014. Where I mean, people were in very dangerous situations because yeah. they were s faced oh, yeah. drunk. Pumpkins, so, pumpkin pumpkin right? fest riots. Oh, yeah. like pumpkin seed. University is going to be one floor soon, so they can. It's <laughs> just for safety. <laughs> for safety, no more stairs. Uh, <laughs> so, so they're saying the same old crap year yeah. after year after year, while the House voted overwhelmingly for this bill. So, what this shows you is there's a huge difference in the power level, right? Like yeah. these senators mm-hmm. in New Hampshire. We like to brag about the fact that there's 400 state representatives. It's the most representative uh, body in the United States as far as state reps are concerned. There's no other state that even comes close. Uh, The average state representative, quote unquote, represents about 3,000 or 3,500 people in their their given district. If you take 1.3 million and you do the math, that's that's about what it comes out to. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's unprecedentedly good compared to other states. But unfortunately, we only have 24 senators. And so each one of those senators has a a much larger power base Mm -hmm. like the average state rep 
you're one out of 400. You're a nobody, basically. But uh, one out of 24, you got a little more sway. And so it's harder to change these people's minds. They're more likely to be status. They're more dug in, like ticks in the system. They're harder to uh, to get rid of. What they is their uh, term limit like? Two years. Oh. oh. Well, there's no term limit. I'm sorry to clarify. Or, there's no term limit. Uh, they are in for a two-year term, and then they get reelected and but reelected they can get and reelected. Reelected as many times Correct. as they want. Yeah, there's no term limits on any position. I don't think in New Hampshire government. I thought I thought it was kind of funny that they were bringing up how oh you know cannabis or sorry their their words marijuana mm. is laced with fentanyl and oh yes this is this is true it has happened allegedly I don't know I just heard on the news so i don't really know exactly that's never happened to me in my i don't know over a decade of smoking weed but now they're talking about apples and oranges they're not talking just about weed they're talking about laced weed with a deadly drug like stop doing this because anyone can lace your your alcoholic beverage at a bar sure Put some you know, GHB in there, right? I'm sure that's legal, right? No, no, no it's, it's not. not. No. Yeah, nobody ever brings that up if you talk about alcohol. They're not like, alcohol is dangerous because people could, you know, drug it with rohypnol. They're, you're yeah. more easily manipulated under alcohol than you are under cannabis. Absolutely. And remember, uh, druggings do not happen at Walgreens or CVS or Walmart when you're going and buying something off the shelf. If you go and you buy a uh, case of, uh, you know like aspirin or something like that you open up this it's sealed right you know that there's no one who's gone in and tampered with that uh although there was once upon a time bear did somebody did poison a batch of bear like decades ago but for the most part when you buy something was it at the factory but you're saying it's not so much as it was regulated but it was over the counter where they could be held accountable that's true yeah you know where it's coming from you know there's a supply chain uh exactly there's more on the way you can share your thoughts on decrim coming up This is Free Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Phones are open. You can bring up anything as you always can here on Free Talk Live. And we are brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you are ready to start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, get on over to Bitcoin.com. They can help you there. Just click Get Started at the top of the page. And you'll start learning because there's some introductory videos that you can dig into. Uh, you can go as deep as you want on this topic. It is a very, very interesting uh, universe. So get over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and you can start learning there. And if you're not brand new, you can go to their news site over at news.bitcoin.com. They always have the latest headlines from the world of cryptocurrency there at news.bitcoin.com. Ian, Bonnie, and Joa in the studio here tonight. Coming up, we're going to play some audio from a... What, looks like a like a city council meeting or something yes uh mountain air where i'm not even sure where that is do you know where i believe it's arizona arizona okay so uh there's a there's a cop block guy uh james freeman and you saw this clip joe and you wanted to share with us that's coming up yeah james freeman he's he's one of us he's calling out this uh, city council apparently and i haven't even seen it yet so i'm going in completely blind to this uh, so we'll get into that. But you were watching, Joa, the uh, the feed, because thankfully, there's if there's one bright spot from the whole COVID insanity that has happened in the last couple of years, it was that all of a sudden, 
there was a fire under the uh, state reps and the state senators to actually get some technological upgrades done to the state house and put some damn cameras in there so people can actually watch these so supposedly public hearings right. without having to go and drive an hour and a half or whatever to go to to go to Concord. Uh, and then you know find parking and walk into it's it's a pain. It's so messed up that it took that long because seriously, I mean more than ninety percent of people have to have never been to a public hearing. Sure. Just because of the fact that they would have attended if it was online. Well, well and ninety percent of people still aren't going to go and attend it online. Not, not but, only that, some of the reps, uh, some of the senators weren't even there, and they mm-hmm. actually zoomed in. So there were two zoomed in at that meeting mm-hmm. as well, and I think they were also. Uh, the like, Democrats. Well, they were also there for another bill right after that, which had to do with uh, do schools have the right to choose if kids have masks? And mm. I, I forget exactly, honestly, uh, but it was something to do with masks and how uh, they're not medical professionals, and we can't make this decision through the through the. Didn't the, the mask bill? Um, did didn't they pass that to where schools cannot force masks on kids? I'm not 100 percent sure what the result was, but we'll that was right that. after we'll the, the, the cannabis were. Yeah, so there was supposedly there was some good news today, but it wasn't good when it came to cannabis. And I'm not not surprised. Like none of the legislations were perfect. I tell you that. Of course not. I mean, they rarely are. Yeah, there's always a twist. Uh, Bob Gita, who is a Republican from Warren, told his colleagues during an hour-long debate on the cannabis bills, "Quote: This is not a harmless substance. Legalizing this does no good for any segment of our population." From New Hampshire. Uh huh. Oh wow. Yeah, he's a state. They probably senator. get more of taxes on prepared food, you know, when this when it gets passed. You know, some people are gonna be hungry. They don't want to put the work in and make it themselves. They're gonna buy prepared food and pay the tax. You know, they're not looking at all the little incentives that they have at place. You know. Well, they're also not looking at what the people of New Hampshire oh, actually you're think. If they pass the marijuana bill, they would make more money off food taxes. Yes, yes, prepared food taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, only according to a poll that was done in 2019, and I just don't, this is what they cited in this New Hampshire Public Radio article by the University of New Hampshire. The Granite State poll found that only 27% of Granite Staters oppose legalizing cannabis for personal use. Wow. Only 27%. And they're probably going to die within the next five years. Yeah, it Not may for be marijuana's though. No. <laughs> yeah, it may be age related. I don't know if they do a demographic breakdown in here. That that was just me assuming, not based on scientific evidence or anything. Well, it is an interesting question to see if there was, uh, a, you know, some sort of a breakdown like that. Age of respondents. We do have this here, Bonnie. Uh, looks like sex of response. Oh no, these are just a breakdown on the demographics. It doesn't show what what they those what they answered. People believe. Mm. So uh, it matters too because this is a result. Like, you know, what is the demographic of those for and against? It doesn't matter because obviously the results are bad. Well, yeah, because the well the results of the the poll are very good, but mm-hmm. what you're saying is the Senate doesn't yeah. care. I just feel like a lot of young people uh, in this state don't step up no. unless they're part of you know the liberty That's true freedom everywhere. movements. You know? that's, I mean, that's true for young people everywhere. You said in yeah. the state, but I mean, they, it's they just have too much pressure true. on them in, in, in college and you know. 
finding a career for so whatever the, the, reason things that they can't pay attention to. And the thing is, like on Instagram, Ian, I've been saying this the whole time I've been on Free Talk Live. There's like this subtle mind control technique that is used. the The main app I use is Instagram. It also is on a thing that happens on TikTok, which is what younger people always use. It happens on Twitter. There are just these things suggested for you. Your friend didn't post it, but it's just suggested for you to look at. And it basically uh, is peer pressure memes or videos or text that says something that will make you feel like it would be lame to care about politics is one thing I see. It is lame to be anything right wing, which uh, not that I'm, I think that's better than left wing, mm-hmm. but... It seems to steer lame. people towards a superficial left wing, like, oh, you should be for uh, this stuff, but don't think about, like, the wars and all this other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, as soon as, like, MTV says, rock the vote, they're all like, oh, my God, it's so trendy to vote. No, they don't. They really don't. They, they, yeah, they like to okay. take, post pictures of it and stuff, and, MTV... and lots of people my age will post, like, a little meme that says, like, if you care about things and want to care and show that you care then you need to go vote today. Yeah, but they don't do it. There's a lot of promotion for voting amongst young people, but they don't actually go out and vote in any mm. large numbers. I've stood outside polling centers before, and I can tell you, yeah. it's no, white hairs. Right. It's absolutely. white hair after white yeah, hair after I white hair. I always feel like I feel really young. I just go vote just to feel young. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and I, look, I'm not saying voting's going to change anything, right? If if the old saying is, if voting changed anything, they would make it illegal. Uh, I mean, as long as you've got a scumbag running against another scumbag, it you know basically doesn't matter. the thing I'm talking about is the media in general, TV, music videos, everything um, tells young people that it's not cool to care. It isn't cool to care. They say it's not cool to care. It's not cool to care about what's going on in your life. I mean, in in yeah. politics, and, and lots of people will say, like, I don't care about politics. When I talk about something like, you know, it isn't isn't politics. I mean, I don't I don't talk about politics literally to anybody I know. And then I get the response. I don't care about politics yeah. pretty often. I, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There is like, definitely this isn't talking about it's politics. The, people hear the word politics. and They go, oh, I don't want to hear well, it. Like sucks. I'm talking about. Did yeah. you know that mayor so and so said this? Like that's not what I'm talking about. Like that's what Law yeah. Dog called about yesterday. Did you know they're going to arrest uh, Joe Biden? That's yeah. boring. I like that, to say to people, us. oh, no, yeah, I agree. I, I don't like politics. I'm more into philosophy. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I like to say. I hate politics. Yeah, I find politicians terrible. to be despicable people. Like, I don't care what color tie they're wearing. That's politics, yeah, you know? That's true. I, yeah, but I do care about issues, and I do care about human freedom. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, these bloodsuckers uh, are the people who are stealing freedom away from people. And in many cases, doing it to the cheers of the very people that they're oppressing. And it's, just and it's so, because so there's sad. a campaign to make freedom look uncool as well. That's true. If you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. More on the stupid New Hampshire Senate going against what people want. It's free talk. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com.
It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Talking about the failure of the latest marijuana decriminalization slash legalization bills here in New Hampshire. Despite the fact that the New Hampshire State House overwhelmingly voted in favor of House Bill 629, which would have allowed adults to no longer receive a $100 fine if they possess cannabis up to three-quarters of an ounce, uh, and also would have allowed adults uh, over the age of 21 to have been permitted to grow up to six adult cannabis plants at any given time. That, again, passed overwhelmingly by the state house and went down 15 to 9 today in the state senate. Now, it was not on party lines, which is one of the questions I had okay. earlier. I, I've got the uh, the details here from... And what does that mean? New Hampshire Public Radio uh, has a story. What that means, Bonnie, is party lines would mean that all the Republicans voted in one direction and all the Democrats voted in the other direction. Hmm. That did not happen here. It was all wishy-washy. Here, you had three Democrats... Uh, joining all but two Republicans to kill the measures. So the, both Republicans and Democrats voted against this. Two Republicans uh, voted in favor of it. And I, I know one of these Republicans is actually pretty good on, on liberty. He's the most liberty-oriented Senate What's senator. His name? his name is Harold French, and he voted to pass the bill. So good for him. Uh, and another senator, John Reagan, also voted in favor. But again, it was only nine voting in favor of it and 15 voting it down. So despite the fact that Three, almost three out of four of people in New Hampshire want to see legal marijuana. These old fools in the state Senate continue to oppose it. And the only solution here, of course, is to get these people out of office and put some people who actually care about liberty in there. And it's not an easy task. Now, the worry about people like, you know, getting ill and sick and all that stuff, whatever, from this new drug they're going to pass... But at the same time, just the other day, they centrally legalized suicide. Did you hear about this? Who did this? The the uh, well, the government. I don't know which. Maybe it was the Senate. In New but, Hampshire? Yes, but there's a uh, spec, uh, stipulation here. You have to work for the government. What do, you right? say, what do you mean? So they're considering that suicide, if you are a first responder and you killed yourself, they're considering that now um, like you died in the line of duty. Hmm. Which is like, that's crazy. Like, they're just encouraging them to suicide without repercussions. Like, it's, you know, good for good for us, not for them. You know, it's like, that doesn't make any sense. That's favoritism. Uh, and, you know, is that how depressing government is? That if you work for them, you might kill yourself and they don't want to, like, you know, have any repercussions for that? It just sounds crazy. How can you get repercussions if you're dead? Well, that too. Like, how can they even stop anybody from doing it? And they shouldn't be allowed to stop anybody from uh, killing themselves? Yeah, it's not the kind of suicide news that I would want to hear. I'd want to hear that suicide was legal in New Hampshire, which is not right. uh, assisted suicide, Like, assisted for suicide instance. would be much better than people jumping off buildings. Yeah. I mean, not that I even have heard of that happening in New Hampshire, but I'm just saying if that was, like, somebody's only option, but instead they could go to the doctor, talk to them about how they're feeling, and, you know, maybe get some treatment and then if they still decide they want to kill themselves they get killed in a humane way yeah maybe that's like the point is that their health care isn't great and they can't get the help so they're like all right we'll just let these people kill themselves hmm. and we'll call it died in line of duty yeah i missed that one uh when it came through but that's this just weird semantics too it's like you didn't change anything yeah uh but anyway the real bad news here of course is uh that the cannabis pills did not pass 
And then you had said something else, Joe, and I, did, I didn't make a the note. The mask thing? What was it? Oh, oh yeah, schools and masks. There I was think something... it was the schools and masks that they were trying to mandate it mm-hmm. uh, throughout all the schools. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I thought the but bill was, like was to, after. I believe the bill was to actually prohibit the schools from, uh, from actually Being able to this. mandate it? Yeah. I, and I, I saw something on social media about it, but I apologize. I don't have any details Honestly, about it. I didn't it really care which way that went. And the reason why is like if they continued to allow masks in school, guess what? You got another incentive to get your kids out of school. That's yeah. true. That's true. So they're just doing the homeschoolers a favor by doing something like that if it passed. I still feel bad for the poor kids that, you know, their parents don't know enough to get them out of this, these day prisons. Well, let's hope I, they have enough oxygen to figure it out on their own. I feel like most... Uh, parents who are letting the government, you know, torture their kids just because it's the law, they're probably the ones that want their kids to wear masks. So they'd probably be having to wear masks There's anyway. There's no saving those kids. And like, their kids are not going to be taken away from the state because they're very, you know, status. They're very obedient to the state. So their kids are certainly, you know, locked into them. They're not going to be taken away or anything by DCYF. Hmm. Oh, he's wearing his mask. Okay, we'll leave. <laughs> if, That's the swift way. <laughs> if you want to join the program here, you can weigh in. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. There was some good news from the Senate. They did pass uh, a bill that would apparently require the state of emergency. So if the governor calls a state of emergency, which would, you know we all had to go through this right. stu- stupid crap two years ago, uh, it will automatically terminate after 21 days and can be renewed only three times. Now, so that's passed for sure now by both sides? Scary, well, it, it has been passed by the Senate and the House. It still requires the governor to sign it. So whether or not the governor will sign a thing that would limit his own power. But as much as it sounds great, oh, they're limiting it. They just basically legitimized it. Mm. Well, no, he had an unlimited ability to do this before, and so now they are limiting it somewhat. It is still, you know, they can still he can still do three twenty-one day. I guess that, but they they've basically encouraged his illegal activities. Well, no, saying? it's it's legal under the they, they, every state has a state of emergency, okay, okay. Uh, system or whatever the statutes. And now you could argue those statutes are unconstitutional, unconstitutional and, I, yeah, and against like natural law because you can, you can't just wave a pen and uh, sus- suspend people's natural rights. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. And and actually, if you looked at what Sununu wrote in a lot of the cases, like the so-called stay-at-home order that he came out with, there were some pretty big loopholes written into that. Like, you could leave the house if you felt the need to for whatever reason. I don't <laughs> have the exact wording in front of me, but mm. there was like oh, a huge... you're a free human being? Mm. I mean, it didn't say that specifically, right. but yeah, basically, if you if you had a need to leave for some reason, whatever it was that was important yeah. to you, you could go out and do that. Well, so, I really needed to go to his house and protest. Them. Me too. I did, yeah. as Thank a matter you. of fact. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, next week, some of the people that were out at his house protesting in, I think it was December of 2020, are going on trial. They're, uh, they were called the uh, uh, the New, New Fields, Fields 9. Nine. And I thought we'd d- seen eight of nine of the, the cases, but there may still be a couple more. Interesting. Uh, Skyler, who we've had on the show, it's yep. been it, since last time he was on was before the raid, so it's been a while since I've seen him. He's yeah. got a trial, hmm. uh, and I believe they actually arrested him for, for a misdemeanor in that particular case, whereas everybody else got a ticket. Was that the drone part? 
I don't know if there was a drone involved in that one, but I thought he uh, got charged for that, the flying the drone over. I'm not no, sure. No, no, I don't think he's a drone guy. Okay. Um he was on allegedly on Sununu's property, so he'd walked off the path next to Sununu's that's the governor for those that don't know. They tried to uh, say that he was in Sununu's backyard with a gun. Yeah. Oh, and geez. yeah, so they arrested him on I don't know if it was disorderly conduct or what it was, but he I believe has a trial next week in Brentwood, New Hampshire. Uh it's gonna be an eight AM trial, but so I'm, we're gonna have to get up at six AM to uh to get to this thing. We ought to carpool or something. I, that's I, far. I, I plan on going to it because I've I've gone out to all yeah, the Newfields Nine yeah, uh, stuff. And that video is on the Free Keen channel. You can go to the Odyssey channel at video.freekeen.com. Uh so again, there has been some restriction of what the governor can do. Maybe he'll sign this thing. That, again, remains to be seen at this point. So if you want to weigh in here on the the New Hampshire Senate saying no to cannabis, I think we've covered that story. We're going to get into James Freeman, who's a cop block uh, agent apparently from Arizona, and he confronted what looks like a town council or a city council of some sort yes. about free speech. Yes. We'll get into that on the way. You saw this, Joe, and you said we ought to play it. So oh, yeah. That's it's hilarious. That's yeah. what we're going to do. And I'm, I've not even seen this yet. Uh, so we'll, you'll get my reaction on the air. More coming up here. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you want to weigh in and share whatever is on your mind, you can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live six zero three two eight three six one six zero. This is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio here tonight, we've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Joa. And I did find the details on the bill that I was speculating aloud about. You had mentioned, Joa, that while you were watching the New Hampshire Senate debate and vote on stuff today, that something came up about mask mandates, and you weren't real clear on... What the bill well, I was, was taking a shower when I was listening to it. So yeah, <laughs> to be honest, and I said that it was actually to prohibit the school boards to mandate masks, and I thought that it had passed, and now I'm confirming here uh, that it did pass. So according to GraniteRock.com, Steve McDonald in a blog post this afternoon, he says that the bill, uh, which will prohibit school boards and other public education agencies from adopting or enforcing mandated face coverings hb 1131 passed 14 to 10 in the senate today so it moves on to the governor's desk for hopefully a signature but at this again at this time we don't know uh, what he's going to do about that and that's good because you know school boards they're really not well educated they they're following things to a real t and they're really like i I mean, a lot of them just uh, do whatever the frank. CDC says. Yeah, I'll be frank. They're very Nazi-like, too. They oh, just, yeah. They're just so aggressive. Have you aggressive. been to any of their meetings? No, but I've watched a few. I've seen people get dragged out of them. Right. But not Parents getting arrested yeah, over like masks. crazy, crazy stories. They separate people by disabled and not disabled, and the disabled section could be like up a flight of stairs. Right. That's yeah. That was the Timberlane district that arrested two parents last year for that, or, or for being maskless. Or even the masked section, if you're if you were in a mask... And there was like a bunch of empty seats and a bunch of uh, like I would say you know three people without masks sat in the back where there was absolutely no masks around. They were kicked out. Mm-hmm. It was just because in the wrong section. Yeah, that was all in New Hampshire segregation. That's what I call it. 
So if we hear more about this, we'll bring it to you as it develops. But again, a couple of good points from the Senate today, and that is to say that they passed this thing, which will prohibit mask mandates on school children. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't pass any of the cannabis legislation, uh, the decrim bill specifically. Let's go to James Freeman. This is a short video from Fake News Network. I guess that's his. Is that his that's channel? That's his uh, side channel from James Freeman. So, uh, and he's in a place called Mountain Air. And we speculated that this might be Arizona because you said he's. You think he's from Arizona? I just know he does audits. I just didn't. Wasn't sure where he was from. There is a Mountain Air city apparently in Arizona, but there's also it's with an E at the end. It's and it's like a census. Uh, or something area. like that. yeah there, and then there's actually like a mountain air you know area of some sort yeah. in new mexico apparently southeast of albuquerque so either way he's driving distance and can make it to this yeah so he's <laughs> in this uh place and this is apparently some sort of a uh, meeting that he comes to to speak and here it is so you got people walking in he's going up to the microphone i'll crouch now <laughs> gotta adjust the mic He's a tall guy, you know? How are you guys doing this evening? My name is James. Um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. I know you guys have been having problems with your police department. Peter, I tried to reach out to you so we could talk about it uh, in a more private forum, I guess, and talk about what options really are and aren't. You've never gotten back to me. I guess I'll give you my number again tonight. but it appears that you guys are... Gee, what a surprise. A politician doesn't want to actually talk to a constituent about something. I'm not surprised. Huh. No accountability whatsoever. Consistently had problems with your police, um, and the city. I guess people have talked about reforming your police department, and I just wanted to put it out there. Have you ever considered just completely abolishing them and using the sheriff? Um, I don't know. You know, these are some things I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if it's even reasonable to do such a thing. It's absolutely reasonable, and in fact, it's been done here in New Hampshire on a multitude of occasions. Yeah. Uh, the town Westmoreland actually does no not have a city cop. They used to. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, probably like a decade ago that they voted to abolish the police department entirely. Oh yeah, and now Westmoreland is just uh, the capital of murder in the whole world. And they got like. You know, I drive through there, and there's usually a state trooper every once in a while there. That's it. But I would, I would appreciate a sheriff, uh, even though the sheriff arrested me on my birthday last year. I wouldn't appreciate him unless you call him. I mean, you don't really yes, need him but around. Like, yeah, I get. Yeah, exactly. there's plenty of guns in Westmoreland. I mean, there's no, but there's no crack, cracked out guy climbing through a window with right. a, you know, a machete in his hands because he knows he's going to get shot by somebody. That was oh, a yeah. joke about the murder yeah. capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah, because it's full of guns. I mean, there's literally, oh, yeah. it's a safe place because people are armed. Yeah, it's like a, I was a, I was driving through the other day and I saw free stuff on the side of the road and there was gun parts just sitting there on the floor, <laughs> free on the side of the road. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and it's not the only town in New Hampshire that has done this. There have been other towns that have abolished the police department. I was listening to Free State Live, the Monday, the Monday night show they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to listen. I can't listen live. Obviously, we're on the air. They're a competitor. But, uh, but later, I do like to listen. And they had, I think it was... Uh, Croydon. They had one of the activists from Croydon, New Hampshire on, and that was where they couldn't cut the police department budget or something because like, like they couldn't fire the police chief. But so what they did was they destroyed the entire department. (laughs) So like there's all these government rules or unions, police unions that prohibited him from being fired. Wait for the kicker here. But they, they, yeah, you know the story. (laughs) So they, uh, they destroyed the entire department. So therefore they eliminated his position entirely 
And the dude protested by walking home well, in his underwear. Was it so much a protest? Because like he had to give up all of his equipment. But he didn't have to his do uniform. it right then. I know. You're right. He could have yeah. wore because he had other uniforms right. at home. Yeah, he could have taken off like the gun and the badge, if something like that, and then just given back the uniform right. later. But he yeah, wanted but to he make did a it scene. as a, like, yeah. a hissy yeah. fit. Yeah. I like it. Just seeing a cop walk down the street. In, in the wintertime. Un- in, in underwear. Yeah. His <laughs> wife ended up picking him up, I heard. That's correct. But yeah. who... If that's like a hunger strike a little kid is It's a tantrum, a t- temper tantrum. For and you sure. know, I've actually met that cop. Really? And he's very decent. Like, huh. I mean, look, he's still a cop. Yeah. But he was a decent human being. Like, I won't go into details how I met him, but it was okay. it was actually, it wasn't bad. I'll tell you that. <laughs> was, there was no charge. Let's go back to James Freeman. But um, I'm assuming the police department is a pretty big part of the city's budget. Is that right? Probably saved the town a lot of money. Abolishing them and using the sheriff's department. I heard recently that Gustin's was robbed and your police were on duty and did nothing about it, and it was the sheriff that came out to help anyways. So, I mean, what are you guys paying for, right? Um, just something to throw out there. Also, did you know that the new female officer that was hired is on the Brady list? Were you guys aware of that? Is that like their Lori list? Yes. You guys know that? That's like a list of bad cops? Yeah, he'll explain that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, do you know what the Brady list is? Okay. It means that a prosecutor won't take her cases because she's a liar. Mm. Okay? So say your house does get robbed and she shows up to take the report, right? And, and they want to bring her in to testify in court so that you can prosecute the guy that robbed your house? Well, that's not going to work out because they can't use her testimony because she's dishonest and proven to be a lying bitch. Does that make sense? <laughs> that's you know, awesome. Please don't use comments like that. What's that? I said please don't use comments like that. Or what? Oh. Now, by the way, like your typical city council meeting, uh, we don't see what the entire room looks like, but the chairs that are present are completely empty. So yeah, with the exception, the only ones yeah, with the exception of the council themselves, there's literally no one here except for James Freeman and his camera guy. That is such an example of fake morality. Like they don't, yeah. they didn't have any kind of reaction to that their cops didn't show up to a robbery, or that she is corrupt. No, and but not trustworthy. oh, you used a word that is a no-no. Uh, we will adjourn right. this meeting. Right, we've got to protect the children who aren't in the room <laughs> from watching or ever listening to yeah. this. Right, yeah, I love the idea of these politicians that kids actually pay attention to them. I forget who it was. I think it was I don't know if it was Kamala Harris or one of these other national level politicians was talking about how you know the kids should be excited because now they can get their vaccination oh, or something like that and it was like as though some four-year-old is paying attention to what this politician is saying yeah. like you know they might be listening to big bird talk about it but they're certainly not going to listen to uh, what little kid has ever been excited to get a vaccine anyway that's now, a good point well, one of the things too is like you know a couple of weeks ago i had my trial um, thank you guys for going or you had your dentist and, mm. yeah, sure. but thank you for going and filming that I can't wait for the video to come out uh, but when that video comes out you'll see um, the officer I had on the stand he perjured himself he said one thing and said another right on the on on record um, and maybe I can submit that to the Lori list hmm. so the people who I don't know who can submit I think well, it's it, only the cops who can submit to that. it didn't oh, get really? the judge to tell him uh, to go to jail right then or anything did it of course not oh no. yeah no, of course not professional courtesy if I use free speech, is that what you're saying, Peter Nieto? <laughs> Peter, if I wanted you to speak, I'd shove my arm up your rear end and go like this and make you speak. <laughs> he shows like a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, I make a motion to adjourn. Have a good night, everybody.
I'll sit down. I'll sit down. Thank you. Uh, I love it. James Freeman just really... What do we got to do to get that guy up here to New Hampshire? Because oh, I know I've been it's begging. It's just—it's always so frustrating to see these lone wolves yeah. uh, out there in wherever we're talking about, whether it be New York or New Mexico or whatever. I mean, yeah, like what are you going to do to change all of Albuquerque? These are some of the uh, the best activists, but they're stuck all by themselves. I mean, he's lucky to even have a camera operator here. Yeah, he's thought to mention the Free State Project on his live last night. There's more coming up here in great. moments. We'll continue. You can share your thoughts. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Our two next. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Oh, sorry. That was a little louder than I expected it to be. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get to that clip here in a moment. Here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Joa. We're also going to go to your calls and thoughts about whatever is on your mind. Coming up, the Central African Republic is now accepting Bitcoin, or at least they're uh, apparently acknowledging Bitcoin as a legal tender. And is that a country? Yes, it is. I uh, had a similar response as you, Bonnie. I had never heard of the Central African Republic, but there's a lot of countries there in Africa. So, you know, hopefully, huge. yeah, we could be forgiven if we didn't know what all of them were. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to uh, that story coming up here. Your calls and thoughts first. We go to Phil. He's in California. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I just uh, was just curious about the fires at food production plants. I've heard a lot about it, but I don't know. I'm pretty ignorant about the whole situation. Yeah. So I'm just wondering. I, I'm I didn't get all the details. Uh, it was on the Sunday show. Captain Kickass covered the topic. We did talk about it briefly on Saturday. Basically, there's a list of food processing plants that have mysteriously caught fire or had like a airplane. Cr- like, I guess two of them had a plane crash into <laughs> them. Crazy. Uh, within that the, is crazy. It's within like the last few years, so it didn't all happen in the last month or something it's like still that. Very strange. Uh, but uh, man, maybe it is strange. You I, know? I, I've also seen people saying the opposite um way to look at it a lot of people have been saying stuff like a fire happening in a place will get reported in in this whole thing but a fire happening isn't the same as like a building burning to dust you know the, the only place so that i heard an it airplane, at, good. go ahead yes sir I, i'm sorry i said i didn't mean to interrupt you guys but an airplane hit 
Yeah, that is really so. crazy. Uh, apparently, two. That's make that makes it even more weird. I could see one, maybe. Um, there's, yeah. but two. That's that's insane. That's really um, suspect. I, I'm sorry. I'll let you guys get on this. Uh, I just wanted to say I will be at Fork Fest, and oh, cool. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my alphabet friend, and um, hopefully we can uh, get a convert. What is your alphabet friend? Um, it's my girlfriend, but uh, she's uh, very much into. I mean, I mean, she. I met her because she dated my best friend, who's a lesbian. So. Um, oh, I thought you meant alphabet just, as in like agency, like yeah, FBI. You, yeah, that's what I thought you meant. That she oh, works for no. the government. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But she's very much into the the cult of I don't know whatever you want to call it. I don't want to label it the wrong way. But I have no you idea. What what I'm there's to. lots of people that are. Gay, lesbian, trans at no, no, it's, Fest? it's not that she's gay. It's not that she's gay. She's just part of the, I don't know, uh, the support the group. Antifa like type. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh well, okay. maybe you she'll, you know, meet new people, start, you know, a I think they're prime of converting, honestly. I think they have the right mindset. Uh, no, sorry, not the right mindset, the right heart, not the right mindset. Mm. So their their means to their ends are not accurate to. Uh, what a peaceful ends would look like. So, you know, I do think that they have a chance and once they learn sort of morality and not so convinced by, you know, the mob rule of sorts, I think, you know, you can learn that you're an individual and make individual choices, even though they say that uh, Antifa what? is not. <laughs> What's Sorry? that, Phil? Oh, no, her her friends, yeah. Um, but uh, is also, I was just wondering, would Fork Fest be a place I could bring my mom? Yeah, I mean it's a campground. Uh, I mean, so if mom likes to to see beautiful mountains, it's for and, everybody. Uh, campground. Yeah. I mean, Fork Fest is a much more laid back alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. At least that's how it was, has historically been. For all yeah. I know, it'll blow up this year. I have no idea. Uh, but it's usually a fraction of the amount of people, so it's usually yeah. pretty uh, pretty relaxed. Pork Fest is pretty packed. In uh, Pork Fest is we, over three thousand tickets sold at this yeah. point. So, mm-hmm. and apparently they're still selling them. I'm not sure how they're planning on packing everybody in there but it's going to be a crazy you year see me there you, you said will not or will will not will not okay 101 reasons i got you why not to go i'm looking <laughs> forward to it i hope that i'm able to go but i gotta get my probation uh officer to let me off this ankle monitor well first, I'm, so. I'm gonna call him and be like you know don't let him go so we can party here <laughs> Uh, I'm not even allowed to party, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Phil, look forward to seeing you. Hopefully, somebody will be there from Free Talk Live. And I appreciate your call tonight, man. Thanks. Uh, so, if you want to learn more about ForkFest, you can do that over at ForkFest.party. It is going to be the sixth annual ForkFest. And it is a decentralized libertarian camping festival that happens here in New Hampshire. Are you planning on going to ForkFest? I may. I'm okay. not 100% yet on that either. I really um, want to do karaoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was doing karaoke the whole time. Like, oh, nice. I, oh, really? I like to say I never, I never go to Pork Fest. I just go to Fork Fest. It just happens to be at the same time. <laughs> there are some who argue that Fork Fest is uh, all the two weeks, and you know exactly. There's nothing official about Fork Fest, so you can be Fork Fest whenever you want it to be. But Fork like Fest. when when Pork Fest ended, I had more fun at Fork Fest. Did you really? Yeah, it was a little Why? bit tighter group of people and a little more intimate. Yeah, I would say so. Like yeah. every day, you run into someone new at Pork Fest, and it's like, oh, I can't remember any of these people's names. But when you're mm. at Fork Fest, you're with the same people because it's smaller, and you just get more of that family vibe with mm. it versus the sporadicness of Pork Fest. Yeah, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is so big, you can 
you can know that someone is there and never see them because there's oh, 3,000 yeah. yep. people there. Yep. You're there for a whole week and you never see them. But on the other hand, you'll also see an S ton of people that, you know, you haven't seen before. Yeah, last year I got, I got there two days before Porkfest and I left, like, I was like, the first one there and I was the first one to leave Forkfest. So <laughs> I was there for the whole shebang. Yeah, to go back, though, to his topic about these food processing facilities, my main question is, are there more food processing facilities that are catching on fire than normal? I mean, because, you know, when you deal with uh, manufacturing places, somebody's going to drop something. They're going to get some, yeah, something's going like to happen. A, a thread I saw was this girl was saying, a lot of people keep talking about this, but a lot of these fires getting reported are literally just like, a fire that started and got put out quickly. So there is that. Oh, so it's not taking the whole place down? Apparently the number, like say there's 23, apparently some of those were just fires that were put out right away, you know, or mm. didn't take the whole place down. But it is really, really suspect that two airplanes hit a pro- food processing plant. But my main question is, what kind of food processing plant is this? Because is this uh, world going to end if we don't stop, if we uh, suddenly can't get processed foods? I don't need... That's a good point. I try not to eat processed food. It's really hard. Yeah, that's a good point. Those are generally considered to be not as good for you. I mean, obviously, meat and other things do have to be processed. They have to, they've got to be cut up and put into packaging and, and moved out the door or whatever. So, All I know is that when I go to the grocery store, I stay on the outside aisles. Because that's the better areas, right? Yeah, typically, it's the healthier food. It's mm. not the processed inner portion of the grocery store. Yeah, we always end up... Um, not going or getting anything from like the aisle. We go through all the aisles. We never end up even getting anything from the aisle with all the juices and jellos or crackers and cookies. Cereal. Yeah, cereal. <laughs> all right. So we're going to continue here. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. There's not a lot of detail out yet, but apparently the Central African Republic, which is uh, one of the landlocked nations in Africa, so it, there's no coastline, uh, it's east of Cameroon. They uh, have become the second nation in the world, this is according to Coindesk.com, to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender. So El Salvador was first. They did that in September of last year. Now Central African Republic, according to a statement from the president, Faustin Arkang Tuadera's office, the National Assembly passed and he has now signed the bill drafted by the Minister of Digital Economy and the Minister of Finance and Budget. The legislation established a legal and regulatory framework for cryptocurrencies and made Bitcoin legal tender alongside the existing CFA franc. So it sounds like I'll have to look. We'll have to look up the CFA franc and see exactly what well, that is. What you just said there, you said regulatory agency on crypto, like. Uh- like, this might be interesting news, but I don't think it's good news. Yeah, I, was, I don't like I was government wondering, getting involved. Can we see the whole, is there a way to see the whole the thing he signed? Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, we know that there was all kinds of bad little Easter eggs in the El Salvador well, one. Well, the bad part, the, the worst part about El Salvador was they mandated yep. the acceptance of Bitcoin. And, right. and I'll see if we can figure that out whether that's in here. It looks like the... It looks like it's written in French, so I don't know if we're going to easily be able to uh, determine what this thing actually says. But I'll, oui. I'll dig around. Oh, do you speak French? Uh, no. You no. will say we oui, we oui, usually don't speak French. <laughs> I, I <don't> know. <laughs> All right, more coming up here in moments. Uh, you want to join us? You can do that. Bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. 
Mikey and Bonnie and Joa here in the studio tonight. If you want to join us, you can do that. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking uh, about the government of the Central African Republic passing some sort of legislation to make Bitcoin legal tender. Now, what we are not sure of, and it's relatively hard to determine because... The uh, Central African Republic is a French-speaking country, so the legislation is in French, uh, and I don't see an easy, quick way to uh, clear this up as to what this actually says. But uh, that is something I do want to find out. If you know the answer or if you can point us in the right direction, we'll see if we can figure it out over over the, the show when we get the chance to look during the breaks uh, as to whether or not there is a mandate included in this legislation, meaning are business owners in Central African Republic going to be forced at the threat of violence to accept Bitcoin, or is it going to be a voluntary choice and the government is simply acknowledging Bitcoin as a thing, as a, something that is legal to use? Uh, and, and you bring up the, an important question, Joe. Our typical understanding of the term legal tender at least in the United States parlance, means that it is something that can be or must be accepted for debts, public and private. Right. So if you have a, uh, if you owe me money, mm-hmm. then in the United States, I have to accept under the threat of violence from the government, I have to accept payment in the dollar. At least the federal government. For that debt. Correct. Yeah, for that debt. Uh, and that's what legal tender means here. Yes. But that doesn't mean... And we, we learned this when the guys from uh, AnyPay, Derek and Steven, were running the Bitcoin shop for a couple of years out in Portsmouth, where they refused payment in the dollar. You could not buy anything in the store with dollars. You had to use cryptocurrency to buy. And the argument there is, well, it's not a debt. Right. So since you don't owe us a debt... We can require you to pay in whatever we want you to pay. Right. We can require you to do jumping jacks. We can require you to pay in cryptocurrency. We, we just don't want the dollar. So, right. so it'll be interesting to see dirty, how this... Dirty, dirty money. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, let's go to your phone calls and thoughts, though. Jeff is on the line in Oregon listening to KCUP. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. You guys were talking a little earlier about the government employees that were going to be... If they committed suicide, it was going to be considered uh, in a line of duty. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thinking that's about insurance because I don't think most insurance policies will, put, uh, will pay out the benefits on suicide. That and makes so sense. They classify, uh, they classify it as uh, killed in the line of duty, then they'll pay out the benefits. Sneaky. And I think that's what it is. And I'm, I'm kind of upset that it's just government employees because obviously people that are stressed and commit suicide, I don't think it has to do with who they work for. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Well, of course, it's the government's able to easily make those changes, and they, of course, probably it's very hard to call them on it. No, uh, but I'm just I'm, I'm thinking really bad here. Okay, for a second, but like, what if let's just say one of these government employees had some secrets, and they're like, hey, you know, you're not going to keep your job, you're not going to be able to support your family, so probably just go kill yourself, and now yeah. they can get the benefits, yeah, out of it. Yeah, this is what loan yeah, sharks do to people. You yeah. know, great point, Jeff. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's it. Thanks for taking my Thanks call. Thanks for bringing Appreciate that up, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, the number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. So back to the sub-Saharan African country, the Central African Republic. It is uh, now saying that it will be accepting legal tender 
or I mean, maybe they're going to accept it. It's not really clear what's going to happen here. But supposedly, Bitcoin is now legal tender alongside the CFA franc. And of course, it made me wonder what is the CFA franc. I, I, you know, there's a bunch of different currencies right. run by governments in the world. And according to Wikipedia, there are uh, two types of CFA francs. So there's the, it's called the Central African franc. And it is the currency of six independent states in Central Africa, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Chad, the Republic of Congo, Equatorial Guinea, and Gabon. So these six countries have 55 million people between them. I guess, and is it connected to France? Because I know that France used to have the franc. I don't know if they still do or if they only use the euro. Yeah, I think these were former colonies of France. Yeah, yeah they speak French, French speaking, yeah. Uh, it was introduced to the French colonies in 1945, replacing the French Equatorian African franc. And uh, it says that there was something here that said the things dropped in value like 99.9% compared to the the, uh, oh, the French franc. So just like every centralized Zimbabwe, government money, yeah. it, not quite as bad, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just like all the centralized government monies, this is being printed at a crazy rate. Inflated. And inflated, right? The, uh, the currency is being inflated, and that, of course, is stealing the value out from under the people of the Central African Republic. And and because it's not even their currency, right? Like the, it's the it's some sort of a group of countries coming together to make this central bank currency. Yeah, and that's really unusual. It's cr- it's created by the Bank of Central African States. It's a central bank that serves six Central African countries which form the economic and monetary community of Central Africa. Why do they, so, I wonder why they still call it the franc. Like, I'm just wondering, is it connected to France still or just not at all? And they just kept the like, name. They, like, people are like, oh, Canadian dollar, right? But it's mm-hmm. not really a dollar. It's just mm-hmm. that people are recognizing the word. So that this is okay. probably what they were translating. Well, you ask a good question, Bonnie, and, and that is something that... Like, maybe, is France in control of these countries still? I don't know what level of influence they have. I mean, th- those are all good questions I'm for somebody that knows. Maybe I've seen those maps in the past where, you know, these origin com- uh, countries are still in control. Hmm. At some, to some yeah. level. And it, this whole conversation uh, since the beginning of uh, this conversation in the last segment has been making me think, man, I really wish I, I kind of want to learn a different language and not be speaking English. Like that's mm. it, it's annoying that we're speaking the language of, you know. A lot of people around the world are multilingual, and it makes me feel pretty ignorant when that's uh, one you know, aspect. That. But also, it's just like we're speaking the language of the people that like try to control us. A lot of people say still control us. A lot of people say the United uh, United States federal government is a incorporated with England. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that theory. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's is. any truth to it, but it's interesting. It does make me want to stop speaking. I mean, we got the Bar Association. Well, they say that? that that might stand for British Accredited Registry, but I don't really know if or, that's true. Or like the Federal Reserve has British board members and or other foreign board num- members. They yeah. definitely uh, control Canada outright. Oh, uh, Britain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're just subjects. They're military. Yeah, mm-hmm. the military yeah. is controlled by Britain. Yep, that's true. Uh, certainly, some of the Caribbean nations are still run by uh, Britain and sure. the Netherlands and such. So it wouldn't surprise me if they were it, still. Involved in Africa, but, but that I in perspective don't know. too, and be like the U.S. Virgin Islands. You know, mm-hmm. how much real control do we have there? But other than putting the label on it, like uh, Puerto Rico is isn't is very independent in many ways, but they somehow join the United States and have some bennies. But I don't know. Yep they uh, they've got a uh, it's like Mark, our co-host, went out to Saipan, which is the capital city out in the. Not, it's not Guam. It's the uh, 
Why am I forgetting what the, what they're called right now? The the islands that aren't Guam territory. Uh, oh, no, I'm just Mariana. Forget, thank you, the U.S. Marianas, and uh, and they're a territory, so it's not yeah. quite a state. And right. in a lot of cases in uh, Puerto Rico, they've they've asked the question, "Do you want to join the United States as a state?" The people say no. Yeah, they get about that. Yeah, I remember we don't my want Walmart here. My Puerto Rican friends in high uh, middle school when there was this one time that they were going to vote. I was like, "Oh, so what do you guys think about that? You, uh, it could be the 51st state." They're like, "My parents don't want that," and I was shocked. That's uh, up to you to decide here if you want to join us and uh, comment. The number is 603-283-6160. You want to weigh in. Maybe you know something more about Africa and you can help us with that. Insight Daily Radio. Conversations with today's most interesting artists and creators. Author, humorist, and radio personality Garrison Keillor has been a fixture in popular culture since the 1970s with more than 30 best-selling books and his Prairie Home Companion radio program. And he has a new book entitled Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel. We caught up with Garrison to chat about his new book and the creative journey that continues to bring Lake Wobegon to life. When I finished writing Boomtown, then I came into a recording studio to record the audiobook. Now there is an interesting sensation, sitting in a studio, reading your own work, <laughs> and thinking to yourself, not just once, but over and over and over, you know, you really could have done more with this book. You really could have elaborated on this story here. It's a, it's a phenomenon. Charles Dickens never sat down to record an audio version of David Copperfield. And if he had, he would have felt exactly the same way. That's author and humorist Garrison Keillor, whose new book, Boomtown, a Lake Wobegon novel, has just been released and is now available wherever books are sold. This is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here, and you can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Joa. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. And I want to say thanks to David R. Jeffries, who is a platinum-level supporter of the Free Talk Live AMPS program. It's a Patreon that you can join over at amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, you can sign up there, use your PayPal, your debit card, your credit card to help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live to help Free Talk Live get on more uh, radio stations around the country and bring new internet listeners on board, exposing the ideas of freedom to more people. If you think that's worth five bucks a month, that's all we're asking for. Uh, David Jeffries is doing way more than that. Platinum is uh, 25 bucks a month. So thank you, David, for that. We appreciate it. But again, you can join for five bucks a month over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thanks, David. Yeah, that's dot com. I just looked up, by the way, the Central African Republic uh, on the Fraser Institute Index of Human Freedom. Now, the Index of Human Freedom looks at both economic and personal freedom, and they kind of come up with an overall human freedom score based on various different factors, right? This is a 435-page okay. document, so if you you know really want to dig into the details on how they calculate this stuff and get all the data, you can do that. 
But uh, Central African Republic is one of the bottom 25 yeah. countries on the planet as far as freedom is concerned. Between 2018 and 2019, um, and these these things are done yearly, but the, the data trails by two years. So the 2021 edition is data from 2019. So from the previous year's uh, version, which was 2018, and through this year's version, Central African Republic actually dropped eight points. Uh, dropped eight places, I guess, on wow. the list of of uh, freedom, freedom overall, least free countries. Yeah. So this is a, a overall, but they look at both economic and human freedom. They come up with a separate score for each, and then they they average that out mm-hmm. to the or sorry, economic and personal freedom. Then they average out a human freedom score. Central African Republic is number one hundred and forty seven out of 165 countries. Yikes. How does that look in Africa? Because don't they break it down by continent? No, they don't oh. break it down by continent, but you could go through the list and you could determine uh, how they are compared to other African countries. And uh, you, you do make me wonder what is the highest ranking African country offhand. I don't, I don't know well, what that is. You should tell us what is abo- right above it and right below it. Some other African countries, actually. So uh, I'll this, say this, South, South Africa is definitely above it. Just cause South Africa of, is above money. it. Yeah, that's true. I don't even see South Africa in this part of the the chart here, but uh, immediately above it is next door neighbor Cameroon, which is known for, uh, we actually had a caller from Cameroon uh, named Akko who used to call in. It's been years since we've heard from him. I I hope he's well, Uh, but they're in uh, Cameroon. Then he have to walk for like a whole day to get somewhere to call you? He took bu- a bus. Holy cow. Uh, it was like dedication a th- right there. The multi, I think it was like an hour long ride at least, if mm. not longer, to uh, to get into the big city in Cameroon to buy a uh, prepaid internet card and borrow a friend's laptop to actually call the show. Oh my God. So amazing uh, dedication there. They were fighting in Cameroon over language. So there's English speakers, or they call them anglophones, and French speakers, francophones, fighting each other. And the government there is French, and they're trying to oppress the English speakers by doing things like not allowing English-speaking people to have an English-speaking attorney if they get charged with a crime. So you have to, like, you know, you don't speak French, but they give you a French-speaking attorney. Wow. You, you, you don't get a translator, I don't think. Oh, I mean, wow. you might be able to hire one, but what's the average? I mean, can the average person standing in front of a court hire anybody to do anything? Probably not. No. I can't. I mean, these, and if you think the people <laughs> if you think the people at the district court here in Keene are poor, yeah. Try an African country. Sure. Sure. Right? They I mean, railroad you. These yeah. are some of the poorest people on the planet. In fact, the story here from uh, is this uh, coinmarketcap.com says that in the Central African Republic, which is now supposedly making Bitcoin legal tender, uh, they have an incredibly poor bunch of people there. It's one of the world's poorest countries. Only 11% of the population in the Central African Republic have access to the internet. Wow. So So how are they going to use Bitcoin? Great point. Well, Starlink, right? But they don't have, they they can't afford Starlink. They, They don't have the money for that. Right? They're incredibly yeah. poor. There's no internet infrastructure. Certainly Starlink could work there. But, I mean, have you bought a Starlink before? It's $500 just to get the... And it's $100 uh, a month after. That's, yeah. like, really cheap internet for the speeds and for everything. Our, for us, it's cheap. But what I could see is, like, like, a, like a cafe opening up with a Starlink. Yeah, and that might happen. With solar panels. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, like, I feel like the availability is going to go up for them very yeah. soon. I hope so. I mean, it certainly can't hurt to allow people to legally use Bitcoin in Central African Republic. But on the other hand, 
you know, this seems like a very corrupt place. And so it wouldn't surprise me if there were some dirty reasons why this was getting done rather than, oh, this is going to help the people. I, I suspect that the people in government there are not all about helping people. They're probably about taking advantage of them. In we some can way. only assume that. Because like, they're government. It's I'm, a safe assumption. The, the only thing I'm thinking of, like last time a big money changing type uh, deal going down in Africa was with Gaddafi in Libya. Mm-hmm. And look what they did to him. They took him out. They assassinated him. I mean, he's not a great guy, but the thing is that he was trying to convert Africa into gold, like a gold mm. backed currency. So I'm wondering, is a hit out for whoever's getting this done? Mm. I don't know. Well, we know that the uh, International Monetary Fund has taken issue with El Salvador's law. They're upset about it. They're going to deny El Salvador stuff over that. So, oh, uh, I- IMF anyway. is taking action. This time, good time to buy, guys. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's basically the story. There's not a lot of detail. I could not easily find a translation of the law, so we don't exactly know what it says. If you speak French and uh, you can help us determine what this actually says, I'm still curious to know about it. But they uh, one minister did say that the cryptocurrencies do have the potential to simplify the process of sending funds to the Central African Republic, and that much is definitely true. Uh, and that's one of the points that uh, Naib Bukele, the president of El Salvador, made was that making it Bitcoin legal tender would make it so that people can easily send remittances in without using companies like Western Union or uh. MoneyGram. And that does ultimately save people money. And that means more money can go into the pocket of the person receiving the, the remittance. Well, so. I do appreciate that the convenience factor is yeah. on their minds. And that's really where they're going at with this. But and maybe so they don't have to deal with international banks and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I, IMF would probably want to get involved with that. But, you know, the, people are just generally trying to make their lives easier. Let them do it. Well, if 11% of people have access to the Internet, I bet the you know governments of the world aren't going to really f- see this as a threat as much as changing their Gaddafi, changing his currency into uh, gold-backed currency because, mm. I mean, this isn't going to go over very well if 11% of people have access to the Internet. Yeah, you may be right, Bonnie, that they may not see this as a threat, but they should because now it ain't just one country, it's two. I mean, this could very well be the next domino falling and it could be, you know, it could be by the end of this year, five countries. I mean, who knows? I look at like the website boom and Mm -hmm. all these countries and all these cartels are buying up all the three and four digit website dot coms. Yeah. And now, like if there are any available now, which I don't know, all of them are bought out by the cartels. And then, so you got to buy all this stuff from cartels now. Do you mean like drug cartels or like the governments? No, like actual cartels are buying uh, three and four like numerical door digit websites mm-hmm. so that you would only could buy that. Like if you wanted FTL.com mm-hmm. uh, at one time, that might have been owned by a cartel and but, you had to buy it for them for a lot of money. Are you talking about drug wow. cartels? They, yes. Yeah. Like I've never heard of yeah, government yeah, yeah. cartels are also real cartels. I mean, it would seem more likely to be that, <laughs> that it would just be some internet geeks that would have done that in the early days. Well, they, they saw a trend occurring and they just bought into it like the, like anybody else, you know, but they were smart hmm. enough to do this. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. I, I have never heard that story. If you want to weigh in, you can join us here at 603-283-6160. 
Uh, you can bring up anything you want. It's definitely true that uh, getting a three-letter domain name is you know, pretty much impossible unless you've got a million dollars and you want to buy one that somebody else already has. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. On the way, the lockdowns in Shanghai are in something like day number 40-some, 50. We're nearing 50 days of people being locked down. Plus, Bonnie wants to talk about student loans. Are they going to be waived by the federal government, gang? There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Talk live. Phones open if you want to join us. 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. Ian Bonnie, Joa here tonight. You can join us online anytime at We have a social media platform and you can join it over at social.freetalklive.com. There's no crazy waiting list to get in. Although we do have to approve accounts manually just because there's a lot of spammers. Yeah. And I figured we let it, it was open season for a while, but I'd have to go in every now and then and just wipe out spammer after spammer after spammer. And so rather than doing that, we we locked down the signups to where somebody just has to press the approve button now. But it's not going to be a long wait usually for you to get approved on like truth social where people are still waiting for months to get into. Apparently mm. Trump has finally truthed on his truth social account. Oh really? Yeah. Was it anything funny? Uh, yeah. He used Kofifi. Oh my God. So that's kind of funny. Anyway. I forgot about that. I could use some right now. But uh, Trump's, you know, Trump botched this truth social thing so hard. He, he could have, he could have just left his site being normal mastodon and have it to where you can access him from other mastodons but you can't do that mm. he wants you to join his site in order to do that and i'm sorry i and number one i'm not allowed to by the federal government uh but uh, number two i've you know i got enough social media going on but if i could i would have followed him through the the mastodon system right not because i really like the guy but because he's entertaining yeah uh but nope can't do that through uh, truth social so sorry but our system is federated which means that any other mastodon server that hasn't purposefully disconnected from us you can find us that way so if you're already on mastodon you can follow anybody that's on the free talk live social media site social.freetalklive.com will take you there let's go to your calls and thoughts we got Lindsay calling from new hampshire you're on free talk live Lindsay. Hi there. Hey. I'm sitting here with my good friend and we're talking about the COVID vaccine and uh, okay. she encouraged me to call in because I feel like maybe I have a slightly unusual story, um, possibly. Sure. So I, thanks. Um, I am strongly pro COVID vaccine. Um, mm. I have had four. Um, <laughs> and okay. and I, well, I really did not want to get COVID and to my knowledge, I have not, um, although I can't seem to get an antibody test to, to verify that. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, way back. Um, like March two years ago, uh, it became possible to get uh, an early COVID vaccine through a community access program. Um, and I stood in line and I got one. Um, it was the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And then we kind of stopped hearing about the efficacy of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And I was not convinced that it was, I was good to go at that point. Um, so I wanted to get the Pfizer vaccine. Um, and I already had a vaccine card for Johnson & Johnson, but um, I figured maybe that it might be more expedient if I 
just like didn't mention that I had previously gotten a vaccine because they were like really doling right. them out. They were they were not you can you could you could just walk into any drugstore and get one, but you kind of had to jump through some hoops, and it was pretty frustrating. And I was like, Ugh, I just want to be vaccinated more than I am. What so, convi- what convinced you into getting it from one company versus another? Like, did you like actually do your own research, like scientifically on these things, or it was just because social media? What what, what was uh, your motivation into getting that? Well, the first vaccine I got was just availability. Um, it was only possible to get Johnson and Johnson. I could not. I didn't qualify for any other form of obtaining it because I don't. I, I was in no category where I could obtain it. So anyway, I, I got Johnson Johnson. But for the second one, for Pfizer and Moderna, um, as far as doing my own scientific research, I I, I, I struggled with it. It was not social media driven. Um, it was it was that I didn't feel adequately satisfied with what I was reading, uh, with the information I could find about the efficacy of the vaccine I already had. And as far as comparing Pfizer versus Moderna, I found it really challenging um, to find information. Like I would, I would, I would would be hard to find that. It would be hard to find the information, especially when they're experimenting on you right there and then. So the only results that you would hear about are things that are going to come maybe years from now. I, I gotta well, wonder, so I I'm wanna... wondering why, Lindsay, I mean, you sound relatively mm-hmm. young. You mentioned that you didn't mm-hmm. qualify in a lot of ways to uh, to get mm-hmm. some of these things. I mean, you don't have to tell us how old you are, but are you in your 20s, your 30s, 40s? My, my late 30s. Late 30s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you feel this was so ne- uh, necessary for you? Um, well, frankly, because I felt quite scared. So a couple of reasons. Um, I wanted, I want to get pregnant and I was uh, frightened by stories that I had heard admittedly. Okay. On social media, but whatever, like I wasn't going out, I wasn't talking to anybody. So um, Mm. I was frightened by stories that I had heard of pregnant women having complications in their pregnancies because of having COVID at the same time. And even pregnant women who had died of COVID and I was like, I don't want that. That's, have you? I mean, have you heard on the contrary of the stories of pregnant women having problems who have had? Well, the see, vaccine? that information wouldn't have come out yet when she was looking to yeah, get the second. Was, uh, like, because that early. was she was part of the experiment. Literally, so I, I went to my doctor and I asked for information, and my doctor said, "I'm sorry, we don't have that information." So that was a pretty hard thing. Like I wasn't just clicking around on the internet. Well, that's an honest um, answer. So, so you I did realize I think that... we kind of messed up her, uh, like she was telling the story, like she was telling the, her unique thing that happened to okay. her. So. <laughs> Thanks, Bonnie. I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, so so I, I got my Pfizer number one and the way that I picked Pfizer was basically just like reading the abstracts of uh, sites that I could like get to um, online, but with everything paywalled, like pretty much all you can do is read abstracts. Um, anyway, so I did that and I, I, I concluded that Pfizer versus Moderna, six to one, half a dozen the other. All right, I'm going to get Pfizer. Um, and the second, so, so that's a two dose vaccine. The first one, um, I pretty much lied and said that I had never been vaccinated. And so they were only too willing to give me a shot, a slot. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, come back in three weeks. And I did. And, um, this whole time, like, I don't, I don't want to tell them that I've already had a previous COVID vaccine because I don't want them to prevent me from completing this course because I prefer to do this for my own health. And I, I, I kind of slipped up and I told the, the tech who was about to give me the second dose that I had previously received the Johnson and Johnson and she mm. pulled her hand back Ooh. and she was scandalized. And she gives me this look like, how 
dare you? <laughs> like, how, how could you? And I was like, excuse me, put it in my arm, yo. And, and her response was, but you're messing with the public. LRN.FM. Can't say that on broadcast radio. So I'm gonna put you on hold. I know that uh, you have a story to tell. We're gonna bring you back on here in just a moment. We'll give you a second uh, chance. Normally we don't do that, uh, Lindsay. But you have you. to understand we are doing a broadcast radio show, yeah. so you can't say you can't well, you can't say things like that. Go ahead. Uh, you. But were... that's just really crazy. I I thought that she was upset <laughs> that she might hurt you, not that you weren't gonna mess up the public health data. That was her that's really weird like i can't understand the mindset of these people well sorry about my my error there i don't i I have never really called into a show before that's okay um so you were saying uh yeah so i was saying that i was taken aback because it seemed like the decision making process in that moment between myself and this like pharmacy tech was I was saying, I think that this getting this vaccine is in my own interest and, you know, that of the people that I live with and I want to protect, whatever. You've heard all that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this other person's opinion was, well, like, if you, if I receive this vaccine and consequently don't get COVID because, like, I, maybe, maybe it's worked. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine. Um then, like, somehow I have, like, polluted the pool of public data about the efficacy of the, per- the first vaccine that I got. And I've been trying, I've been turning this over in my mind ever for a couple of months, trying to decide, like, which one of us was in the right there. And, like, was well, it's it your reasonable? body, it's your life. I mean, you, right? you, sh- you should have the right to put within it uh, whatever it is that you want to do. But, we, but what you're revealing is that this woman isn't so concerned with you uh, personally. Yeah, that was it. That you are that literally just a number. Yep. Well, that's what it's all been about. Like, if they can gather enough data, they can manipulate it to fear the public even further mm-hmm. into getting more of it. Sure. So this and there's never enough. Well, there's always another booster. There's all kinds of. Uh, this isn't a novel thing either. Like the government has prevented people from doing things that they wanted to do to their own body for since probably the very beginning of the United States and probably other countries before it. But uh, I know there's plenty of people that died wanting to try an experimental you know like marijuana based solution to their problem and ended up dying just because the government said no we're not going to allow you to try that sure just die instead there's a lot of people uh, the fda has refused to allow access to experimental medications who were going to die anyway and you know they just weren't even allowed to try something different it's not the exact same situation as what she was talking about but it's just it's not new it's not surprising to me that the government uh that you know a worker was more concerned with the data than this person's choice of what to put in her body. Yeah, Lindsay, thanks for calling and sharing your story here tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. There's more coming up. Hour number three is on the way. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Talk live. The phones are open. You can join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. And Bonnie. And Joa. We've got other things to discuss tonight. If you're just tuning in, we have already talked about the uh, death of some of the cannabis bills here in New Hampshire. The New Hampshire Senate killed them uh, earlier today. 
Bureaucrats committing suicide. The Central African Republic uh, making Bitcoin legal tender. You can also bring up anything you want. Uh, Bonnie, I know that you wanted to discuss student loans. We're going to get into that coming up. But first, Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Sarah? Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, So we made the national news. Menthol cigarettes are going to become illegal. You made the national news? Well, Well, it was on the TV. I do have a TV. But you said we made the national news. Oh, I oh, I did it again. I my I have I have brain damage. I have head head injury. Oh, so, well, okay. I mean, well, I mean, we as in the, I mean the the government. You know, the government. Uh, well, you do right. believe that you are the government, right? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a part of it. I live here and yeah. I vote here. I influence. You love the, the government, so I mean, you might as well just be the government. You wish you could be. You know, do you, would you like to be the president? Well, I, I don't know about the, all that, but I think like a lot of work. I had an influence on the cigarette issue. Did and you? I, I rant and raved about the cigarette problems on this station. Very. That's why I say we did it. And the thing is, what that did you do? It's, well, I brought up the cigarettes that are torturing me at the bus stop. They're a nuisance. Yeah, and you'd rather so smell thing- like. Uh, Marlboro Reds than like some <laughs> menthols. Like I don't really get how that helps you. Well, the thing is, is that the menthols are awful. More awful. They put more chemicals on it. That's how it feels to me. The thing is that it it affects the African Americans and the young people. They're more addicted to menthols. That's what they're claiming. So it's a it's a form of their cigarette companies out to genocide kill off the black people don't you think that this is actually discrimination against blacks i mean blacks are saying they prefer to smoke menthols and now the government's saying we're going to make that a crime yeah i think it's the black community that are upset and against the it's that the black community community is no such thing there are individuals there are only individual blacks so there are individual blacks who smoke cigarettes and then there are individual Mm -hmm. blacks who do not smoke cigarettes well they're people and I don't think it's nice to just call people black. So I don't like being called yeah. a white. S- Sarah, are you black or are you just representing black people? No, but um, <laughs> I am not, but I'm a min- minority. And it, it turns out that Me well, too. there was a black. Well, there was an African American lady on like um, TBS or something that was talking about that. That their community is the one that's suffering. That's what she spoke against about, and that's their form of. So prohibition is going to help them. And that's just one lady, Sarah. That's not a lady who represents the black community. Sarah, do you know what happened the first time they did prohibition? Well, about but it's not about not the drinking. I mean, the that's what I'm asking you about. Do you know what happened the first time they prohibited drinking? Well, the well, they made their own bootlegging or moonshine. Dangerous, uh-huh. possibly. Yeah, they did. They made their own dangerous bootleg liquor. And did she say bootlegging? I don't know, but she <laughs> certainly likes that. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, so, Sarah, they made illegal liquor, and you know what the police did about it? What did they do? They arrested people, and they killed people, and they it's, put people in prison cells. It's kind of interesting that the police are going after um, a type of cigarette that statistically, I we've had this conversation come up on FTL before, and statistically, it looks like it is true that black people prefer menthol cigarettes. So it, it's interesting that the government wants to go after a preference that is more likely to be 
made by a black person. It just sounds to me like they wanted a better reason to round them up and put them in jail. It doesn't sound to me like the cigarette companies are targeting black people by just offering a type of cigarette. It sounds more to me like the government is like, oh, that's the type of cigarette that black people are more likely to buy. Let's have another reason to arrest them whenever we pull them over on the side of the road. Yep. Sarah, as as a ginger minority myself, <laughs> I prefer reds, okay? And yeah. if you were to try to ban reds tomorrow, uh, we would fight back. And I... You don't he speaks represent for all gingers, me. By yeah, the way. that's right. I mean, look, I'm an individual. I represent myself. But if you want to start like representing whole groups of people, well, as a ginger minority, I'm highly offended by that. Actually, we're the probably the uh, the smallest minority, so we're the most minor of the minorities. Wait a minute, the reds. What do you What do you mean the reds? Well, if you try to ban the reds on me, Marlboro Reds, we'll have a problem. You talking about red cigarettes? Yeah. How Marble dare reds? you try to ban my reds? Okay, well, it seems like uh, you guys are okay. It's the menthol stuff that's right. going no, after well, blacks. I like too, but I prefer reds first. We're okay. They're going to be going after black people, right, Sarah? That's how they're going to help them, by throwing them into a jail cell? Well, you know, I, I don't know about how they do it, as long as it's legal. Let me tell you, I, that's I, I, how they do it. If you break the law, they put you in a jail cell. And if you don't want to go to the jail cell, they put a gun to your head. Well, they're not going to have anything to make. They're not going to. What are they going to do? Make uh, illegal menthol cigarettes? Yes. In the basement yes. Of the home? If they don't make them, they'll import them from China or somewhere else where they are still made. Or like they'll over the border them. in uh, New, I mean, Arizona or Texas. Or just the fact that there's a high tax on cigarettes, and you have Eric Garner selling individual cigarettes on New York streets, and then he gets choked out and killed. Do you support that? Because that's he was selling cigarettes illegally. I was going to ask her that. Good question. Sarah, do you know what she, what he's talking about? Well, he is supporting suffocation of people. He likes, he's supporting. So he deserves to be suffocated. He's so not supporting anything. All he was out. doing was selling. That means he was offering a product. Somebody could voluntarily give him money and he would give them the product. He, that doesn't mean that he is, you know, forcing something on people. People should be free to smoke cigarettes Those if they want to. Those people could have walked into the nearby cigarette store and bought a whole pack of the cigarettes. Right. He was selling, selling them singly. So he was selling one cigarette at a time instead of a whole pack at a time. And you're saying, Sarah, that he should have been killed for that? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that he should have been killed for he it. Was. But he was exploding. How much do you think he was... He was jacking up the price. Who cares? He has a right to do that. If he was exploiting people and they could have gotten a better price, they would have just walked into another store and gotten a better price. Yeah, they wanted to buy it from the guy on the street. So what is he doing? That's illegal. It's illegal to be selling stuff that suffocates you. Should it be illegal that cheeseburgers be illegal? They weren't illegal because they were cigarettes. They were illegal because he was reselling them individually and he didn't have a license. Mm. that, That doesn't mean somebody gets to go up to him and choke him to death and kill him. Well, that's how it wound it up. That's what he Because of people like you, Sarah. Because of people like you who uh, rant and rave to the government and say, I want you to go after these people because they're doing something I don't like that's literally harming no one else. And guess what? It's going to happen more now. 
specifically to other black people. Eric Garner was a black man, by the way. It's going to happen to other black people who import menthol, menthol cigarettes and go and sell menthols on the streets because now it's going to be a prohibited product, just like cocaine, just like crack, just like you know cannabis, you name it. It's going to be in the underground black market, and these people are going to be selling them, and cops are going to be arresting Sarah, them. They're going to be shooting what them. What if some scientists came out with a paper that said these essential oils you're, you used to sell were dangerous and so the cops made it illegal they found out that you had been selling those and they choked you to death would that be fine because it, they made it illegal well i mean that doctor you know that's telling a lie that's making a, a conjured up lies well the cigarettes have been known to kill people it's been documented actually i've been learning a lot recently about yeah. how bad essential oils actually are for you like you would never um, encounter a a concentrated amount of oil like that in the wild and actually they're really not that good for you well there are different well, well the cigarettes the menthol has always been hurting me it's been irritating more by smelling those from secondhand smoke have, have you ever tried walking away me. have you ever tried walking away well you know something i stand so far away i miss the bus <laughs> I, I, oh. I try not to talk to them or get confrontation well, have you ever asked thing. them yeah exactly well, she's saying she never talked to them that was the next thing i was going to ask like yeah. have you ever asked them completely not she's like, a coward be she, nice she'd rather know? go to the government and have right. them use violence of course. thanks sir for the call tonight I, I appreciate her calling in about it because honestly i had not heard the news and it is breaking as of today uh the associated press says the fda is going to outlaw menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars uh, we'll tell you more about it coming up here in moments. You can share your thoughts as well on the new prohibition. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Open phones if you want to join us. We're talking about a new ban, the new prohibition. U.S. government, federal, Food and Drug Administration, FDA is now going to be getting getting rid of menthol. Uh, no more menthol cigarettes, no more flavored cigars. Oh, that was... Uh, wait, that was nationwide? I thought that that nationwide. was in yeah, New Mexico the whole time Sarah was talking about. Wow. No, nationwide. Wow. Uh, we'll tell you more about it coming up here tonight. It's Ian. And Bonnie. And Joa. And again, the phones are open at 603-283-6160. We're going to them where Major Payne is on the line here to start things out in Michigan. Go ahead, Major. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Ian. Yes, sir. I'm so, I'm sad to hear they've got you ankle shackled. I didn't know you had gone that far into it. Oh yeah, no, I've but, had an uh, ankle monitor on for the last eleven months since I got I'll out of be jail. Be glad you popped up. Be glad you popped up from that tour with the tiny bowl man. A lot of us <laughs> don't come up from that tiny bowl um, man. Yeah, what you remember the tidy bowl man, the old commercial back in the day? Nope. He was a little dude that advertised those blue things that they put in the toilet to pretty your tank. Hmm. And he'd swim around in your toilet bowl in the motorboat. <laughs> huh. No, no I, I remember it. Mr. Clean, but I don't remember that one. Oh yeah, check out Tidy Bowl Man. It's pretty right. cool. Anyway, <laughs> I, I made inferences that many times. If you go for a ride with a tidy bowl man, you might not come back. I gotcha. It's All a right. goldfish ride, you know. What Aww. else you got, uh, Major? What about it? Well, um, as far as Sarah was talking about the menthol, yeah, I used to smoke menthol cigarettes. I mean, I've been smoking cigarettes for, damn, almost 50 years now. Wow. But uh, I, I went to Reds. But I, menthol is a separate addiction. It does have a, I don't know, I can't describe it. I mean... 
I mean, but it just tastes so much better. <laughs> like, I don't like smoking cigarettes at anymore, but when I did, I definitely smoke, smoked the most menthol-y ones possible because anytime somebody, like, handed me a Marlboro Red or something, and I didn't know, I was, it's like poison compared to a menthol. Well, menthol eucalyptus is, eucalyptus is a plant. And uh, they've tried to screw us out of everything that's good for us, so this wouldn't surprise me if this had beneficial factors. Anyway, my I wouldn't go so far was, as to uh, say you're yeah. going to get a benefit from smoking cigarettes. I'm sure they use artificial crap. No, no, but... I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about the properties of the eucalyptus plant. Gotcha. They want to, they want, they want to ban whatever we might be able to use for our own benefit, but. Yeah. Uh, as far as you being with your ankle shackled, did you ever get uh, medical clearance so you could uh, enjoy some greenery? Actually, I do have a medical card in New Hampshire that I got last year in August, um, but I my attorney has not put that in front of the judge, so I don't have any permission to actually use it from uh, from the bail system or from the probation system. So basically, it's useless to me. But I do technically have that card. I got a uh, I got it for PTSD actually from the raid. Well, it's terrible. The more uh, greenery you got with dead men's faces on, the more happier you're going to be. <laughs> seems like. Thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the Associated Press reporting here that the U.S. government gang today released their long-awaited plan to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars, citing the toll on black smokers and young people. That's just so condescending. Like, I feel like if I was black, I'd be like, uh, whether I smoked menthol cigarettes or not, I feel like I would be like, that's really condescending, condescending that they think, oh, they're saving black people from smoking these labs. If black people can't make their own choices yeah, and they'll come back after they pass these like laws to help black people They're like now black people have a voice <laughs> oh okay like you've represented them white person and i'm i'm saying that in all like kindness because like it's usually white people pass these laws hmm. sure uh, you know well the uh health and human secretary's name is xavier berchera i don't know if he is spanish or what uh, but he added the ban would also be a, quote, important step for advancing health equity. The proposed rules would help prevent children from becoming the next generation of smokers and help adult smokers quit. How many people who, uh, when they were kids, started smoking just so they could try menthol cigarettes? Yeah, seriously. When I was a kid, I would have smoked anything. Um, I said when I was a kid, but when I was like a high schooler, I would have smoked mm-hmm. anything some older kid gave me because I'd be like, wow, this is so cool. Because it was cool? Yeah. The Food and Drug Administration said eliminating menthol cigarettes could prevent between 300,000 and 650,000 smoking deaths over 40 years. See, the blacks, according to the government, are just not smart enough to be able to make these decisions for themselves. So they need the good white man, Joe uh, Biden, to step in and prohibit them from making all these bad jo- uh, He's choices. He's got to be the most themselves. racist president I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, earlier, uh, last year, he said the that blacks and Latino, black and Latino people can't get on the internet. He did say that. So that's how they, that why they don't have enough information about the vaccine. Yep. Yeah, right. He, yeah. Really, he really said that. Maybe they're just uh, defiant people that don't want to take orders from white people. Yeah, maybe they know better than to listen to the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Menthol accounts for more than a third of cigarettes sold in the United States, and the mint flavor is flavored uh, favored by black smokers and young people, according to the AP. Menthol's cooling effect has been shown to mask the throat harshness of smoking, making it easier to start and harder to quit. 
The FDA said it will also seek to ban menthol and dozens of other flavors like grape and strawberry from cigars, which are increasingly popular with young people, especially black teens. I've always wished that uh, there was like grape and strawberry. Well, okay, when I was a a cigarette smoker, I wished that there was grape and you know, different flavored flavored, mm -hmm. uh, cigarettes because, of course, they have that for like cigarillos and stuff like that. But I I don't know why I'm even mentioning this. It's not it's not a good thing. Well, it sounds like they're trying to get rid of like blunt wraps and that sort of thing too yeah, that's which messed is up. People predominantly aren't buying... black people you smoke weed well, people yeah i was gonna say aren't buying those to smoke them probably in a majority you know how many times you see on the side of the road with like someone just emptied out their cigar to fill it with weed yeah, i mean that honestly happens. that's not a those flavored cigars are not for just some people just smoking they're cutting them open and they're filling them with weed and wrapping them back up i will say most them, way. i use them to stop smoking cigarettes sounds weird but that was like my the the longest time I stopped smoking cigarettes, uh, that was my like last louder step. I what was like, were you doing? I I was just like I'm gonna stop smoking, buying the cigarettes I like. I'm gonna buy these cigarillo things that are like grape and like mm-hmm. whenever I'm done smoking it like a cigarette just put it out kept it in its bag in my car so you were using the tobacco you were yeah you I was, I was car- smoking the tobacco it. but okay. it was like a short amount of time maybe because they're trying to ban these cigars maybe they're racist against Hondurans and Dominican Republic people where most of these flavored cigars are coming uh, from could mm. be even though they say Dutch masters right mm. <laughs> they're not Dutch no. at all guys <laughs> well maybe the company is owned by some Dutch or something like that main Honduras <laughs> uh, so they are coming after this net and by the way you've got something here Joe in the studio you have a flavored vape yeah I've been sucking on this flavored vape you Dragon couldn't get fruit? that in Massachusetts right I got it here in Keene no I said you couldn't get a flavored vape no there's vape no in... flavors in Mass right like, they outlawed yeah. them you get tobacco flavored or uh, natural flavor. Didn't which, they outlaw menthols in Massachusetts yes. a couple years ago? Too? Yeah, I was doing Uber in Cape mm-hmm. Cod, and like some towns, like the larger towns, had banned the menthols, and I was a menthol smoker at that time. And I would have to, I know, I walk into a store, and they're like, "Yo, yeah, we don't have any menthols." I was mm-hmm. like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. And then they'll tell me, "Go over this town, the next town over." Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I drive. I don't care. I'll, I'll make it there at some yeah. point during the day. And people are going to go out of the country to get menthols now, and they're going to smuggle them in. And yeah. I guarantee you, you're going to have. Counterfeit menthol Marlboro cigarettes or yeah. me- counterfeit Newports yeah. with on fentanyl the streets in them. with God knows what. Or them. or go to your local Native Tribe uh, uh, tobacco stores and they the federal government can't shut them down probably, right? Good question. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Yeah. It is Free Talk Live and you can join us here if you want. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Joa. And it was actually thanks to Sarah for bringing up this topic tonight. I I had not heard. Apparently, uh, the U.S. Federal Food and Drug Administration is now going to be banning uh, cigarettes, menthol cigarettes. So you can still smoke. You just can't use menthol right. cigarettes. And they're also going to also target flavored cigars. And the article says that they're citing the toll on black smokers and young people. And you pointed out, Bonnie, during the break that I had said blacks during the, the last segment. And it's obviously more appropriate to say black people. I didn't intend to dehumanize uh, anyone here. But it's interesting that this article doesn't even refer to them as people. This AP mm. report refers to them as black smokers. And young people. <laughs> so instead of saying 
black smokers and young smokers. No, it's black smokers and young people. But Wow, uh, but AP is the one that uh, during Katrina, I think, wait, where's AP from? Associated Press, it's a national organization. I think it was them that during Katrina, they had pictures where it was like, uh, pictures of white people is like they're gathering supplies after mm. Katrina and then pictures of black people are like black people looting a store and mm. like people made a meme out of that like showed how they were Bias. reporting it differently yeah yeah uh, this is the government using black people to target new prohibition they're using them as an excuse saying that they're going to help black people here by prohibiting things when we know the truth is they're going to actually arrest more uh, black people for this and that's because it's likely that some percentage of black smokers are going to continue to want to smoke menthols and so therefore they're going to turn to the black market in order to purchase those menthol cigarettes sure. and while menthols may not currently be available on the black market because well they're not prohibited quite yet but it's coming it's going to uh, be finalized apparently before next year and then companies would then have an additional year to phase out the product. So there's going to be a blowout period where everybody that's got an inventory of menthol cigarettes is going to be looking to sell it all because there'll be a deadline by which, if they continue to sell after that deadline, they will then be prosecuted. They could, uh, you know, they could apply it. this flavoring logic to anything. Like I can't drink alcohol straight; mm. I have to flavor it. To make and, it more palatable. Yeah, so does that mean you're going to ban uh, flavoring because that's encouraged me to drink more? They might. We're, to they protect might. the ginger drinkers. Yeah, the ginger drinkers. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they went after your uh, your nicotine vape, right? Well, they already did in some states. Yeah, but um, that's going to go federal at some point. The other point. thing that happened during Trump was that they changed the smoking law that used to be in most states, 18 21 now to 21 federal. federally, yep. and that's Again, so ridiculous. Massachusetts led the way on that one, too. Massachusetts had some of the towns went 21 only, and then the whole state went 21, and then all of the United States went 21. Well, look, when you, don't have a, when you have a public school system, like a public prison system, uh, and you're not really educating the kids and not becoming mature because the parents are not taking care of them, that sort of thing, then, yeah, I mean, th- this average age of maturity is rising and they're justifying you know oh they can't make logical choices for themselves or they're making poor choices so we're gonna have to raise the age so when are they gonna raise it raise it again when they make kids stupider you know well you ask an interesting question and if you looked to i think it's new zealand and denmark and correct me if i'm wrong on this but i believe those are the two countries that are experimenting with a new form of age restriction Mm. so what they have determined is is that if you are and i'm just picking a a a date and an age i don't know exactly what these are but if you are uh going to be the age of 21 in new zealand before a certain year then you will be able to smoke cigarettes if however and let's just say it's 2025 so if you're twenty, if you turn twenty one before twenty twenty five, you're good to go. You can smoke it's cigarettes. Like a grandfather kind of clothes. Yeah, you're you're good to go. Yep. If, however, you are not twenty one in the year twenty twenty five, if you're twenty years old or or younger, sorry, you will never be able to buy cigarettes legally in your entire life. What? They're just gonna ban it from then on out. Yeah, they're Everyone. banning a specific, the, uh, starting at a specific year. 
They're just going to say, nope, no, you kids today, we're going to protect you from ever being able to smoke by threatening you with violence if you are to buy cigarettes. So there's, it's just so obviously a new thing for police to harass people about. That's what it's always I been. I mean, imagine if somebody legally in the United States now bought some American spirits, just some mild cigarettes, and then they opened them up and added some like menthol, mm-hmm. I don't know, peppermint uh, essential oils or something, and then they're smoking them, a police officer could still go over and be like, that smells yeah. like, I think I smell Menthols. menthol on your breath. Like, turn around and put them in handcuffs and stuff. That's just an excuse for them to arrest well, more people. Maybe if they want people to wear more masks, they'd make them menthol flavored. Oh my God. <laughs> that is a thing at raves, by the way. What? Yeah, so at raves... Uh, People use these vapo rub inhaler things Why? to. I guess it gets it's some sort of thing while you're on ecstasy. I guess I've never really understood it personally, but uh, I don't know. It opens them up so they can breathe better. I don't know. I don't really understand. They like the, the feeling of or it. anything. But what they'll do is they'll wipe the vapo rub inside a mask and they'll put a mask on, and that way they're constantly Exfoliate. smelling the uh, the vapo rub. Uh-huh. That yeah. sounds so bad. This for is you. before masks were a thing. This I, I is, kind of. Rem- Vaguely remember Years. something like this. Yeah, if you ever yeah. prior to 2020, if you ever saw somebody with a mask on at a rave, that was oh. <laughs> that was why. Uh, so let me just get a little more here from this story. They say that uh, quote taking these products out of the legal marketplace. This is the this is Altria. This is one of the major cigarette manufacturers. Uh, they say that will push them into unregulated criminal markets. We'll continue to engage in this long-term regulatory process. So these are not good guys. Altria, of course, is a major cigarette manufacturer. I mean, I'm not a fan of what they do, but they shouldn't be able to be stopped from doing their business. And you brought up a really interesting question, Joa. What about the Indian reservations? Are they going to be able to continue to make and sell menthol-based cigarettes without any inf- uh, infiltration or, or you know, interference? I'm not, I'm not sure if they're making a lot of them themselves. I'm not really sure about they that. Might but they might be soon. Well, yeah, they're going to want to. It's incentive for them to make money on that. But, like, I think they're getting their um, their deliveries from big manufacturers. So Really? They don't do their own I would think there's some of it going on. Honestly, I've never been to one. Yeah, I've never went oh. and bought uh, cigarettes on them. I've heard you can go to places uh, and and buy really cheap. Instead of buying a $100 carton, you can get it for like 15 bucks. Oh well, my God. This is going to be interesting to see what happens because I don't think the FDA can prohibit an individual from having a menthol cigarette. I think they can only do regulatory stuff. So right? like selling it, manufacturing? Right. So I think they can stop the manufacturers from doing it by punishing them with fines or whatever other threats. But the average person on the streets probably is not going to be in jeopardy unless states oh, wait. follow up with prohibitions. The federal government didn't make it illegal? The FDA just... This is an FDA rulemaking process, and they are still in the process, so they've released their plan at this point. It's not an officially done deal, but it's basically a... I mean, it's going to happen. They're, they're moving if, forward if the with FDA this. recommends, the, then the federal government makes it illegal, or... No. Uh, a regulatory agency like the FDA is granted rulemaking so-called authority. So, you know how Congress passes these laws that are like thousands of pages long, right? Yeah. And they never read them? Well, there's a ton more regulations that Congress never even 
cease. So there's the thousand, multi-thousand page laws that Congress passes, and of course they don't read it, but then what they do when they make new bureaucracies is they say, okay, we're going to create the FDA, and the FDA has has ability to make all these rules over all these different areas, and they just have to go through a process. But So what I was saying earlier was dumb about like a cop pulling someone over for smelling like menthol, that's not going to happen? That will happen if states prohibit menthol. Oh, okay. So if a state, say Massachusetts... Now, Massachusetts, I think, Already only prohibited it. the sale of it. I don't think oh. they prohibited the possession, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It is Massachusetts. They but must it, have not, because people come up to New Hampshire to drive and get mm, those. Yeah, good point. You can't bring flavored vapes into Mass. Hmm. Oh, that's right. They did do that. Yep, we talked you, about you that. You'll get a fun for that. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. If you want to join us, you may do that right now at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, Ian. And Pony. And Joa. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Please enjoy the features on the site. Uh, You can subscribe via our podcast. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to our RSS feeds there. There's one that's got all of the content that we put out. There's one that's digest only. uh, And there's one that's full shows only. You pick whichever one's best for you and subscribe via your favorite podcast client. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com to find those. And we're going to go back to the phones here. Olivia is on the line in Arizona. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I had several points to make about this this ridiculous proposed ban on flavor cigarettes. And granted, this is coming from someone who enjoyed a clove cigarette today. Mm. Um, but uh, the the first point was, I, I hate to disagree with Bonnie, but I really enjoy uh, essential oils. And I feel like they make me feel better, but that's, that's just my experience. But I have been to... I definitely um, don't think they should be made illegal or something like that. I was just make, trying to make a point to Sarah. Oh, that that is a good point because they can always come out with evidence that yeah. anything's bad for you. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, I'm not saying I know essentially oils are bad for you. I've just been seeing people talking about it recently and showing their you know proof or whatever. But there's also I could go and find proof that it's not bad for you. So it's like it's hard to really know. If it you is, think they're so good for you, sense. then I say more power to you. Yeah, if it makes you feel better. Yeah, but but you're that was a great point actually because they can come up with any data they can skew data any way they want to to ban whatever they feel like it at the moment. But yep. mm-hmm. um, I I have been to a reservation tobacco shop actually more than one because I live in Arizona and there's lots of reservations. In fact, uh, there's a really nice cigar bar called uh, Owl Ear on the Maricopa uh, reservation in Scottsdale. But I haven't really seen that they grow, like, they grow their own tobacco and hmm. make their own products. It's kind of like they sell the, the major brands just at a cheaper price, like, oh. really good prices. So that's what I've seen so far. But, um, but That's because there's like no the tax FDA, on it. That's why. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's nice, too. <laughs> Well, what we um, learned was that the Seneca Nation in New York, they do, it looks like, manufacture their own cigarettes. Uh, that It's done in Canada, uh, but it's their the Six Nations or whatever is uh, involved in that. So some of the in- Indian folks are actually doing their own manufacturing. Oh, awesome. That's the way it should be, you know. But um, I just wanted to make one, one comparison here. Remember when the FDA banned ephedrine? 
and uh, and then methamphetamine got so much worse. There's actually a really mm. excellent article on the Atlantic called "I Don't Know That I Would Even Call It Meth Anymore." It was it's so chemically different that it puts people into catatonia and oh insanity God. and homelessness. Uh, you guys, you guys got to cover this article one day. Um, and it was all because ephedrine comes from a natural plant, the ephedra plant, and then they banned that. And so then they started finding ways to chemically synthesize it with really toxic, oh, really toxic chemicals. And now it's just a poison that made it people. even worse, made something that was bad, even more deadly and dangerous to people. Right. Like pe- pe- they interviewed Typical. people who had done meth for 10 years and they were highly functioning. And then this new stuff came out of nowhere and they became homeless. They lost their minds. Um, and it used to be very niche. Like you couldn't find it just anywhere. Well, now that they can synthesize it cheaply, it's everywhere. It is odd to me how readily available meth is. Like so many people I know have done meth and I'm just like, what? Like, where do you, what, how do you do that? Like, it's crazy. It's just so easy to go get meth. Thank you, Olivia, for the call tonight. Appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and, and that's, of course, what's going to happen here in this situation is people that want to continue to smoke menthols, they will find a way. Yeah, it's, like uh, I said, it's super easy to go find meth. And obviously, that's yeah. super illegal. Yeah, so it's going to go through. There's going to be a couple different ways that I can immediately think of. One, the obvious one, the black market's going to start selling menthol cigarettes. Your local yeah. meth dealers are going to start selling menthol packs of menthols that and they're getting. And maybe they have crap in them, too. You know? Well, like, that's the thing. Like if, they're, if they're made on the black market... There are already counterfeit cigarettes. Okay, that's already a thing. You can already go on like a dark net market and you can order counterfeit cigarettes. And the idea is that if you're an unscrupulous dealer, you would then go and sell these fake Marlboros or whatever for less than what you would pay at the store for an actual pack of Marlboros. Your average cigarette buyer may or may not know the difference, may or may not care. They may figure, oh, I'm getting a pack of cigarettes for less. You know, you live in New York City where a pack of cigarettes is 15 bucks. If you can come in there with a pack at eight or nine or 10 bucks, then, you know, you're undercutting the legal market and you make some some good money on that. I would say like some of the most popular like menthols, yeah, you might not be able to buy them anymore, but... Uh, if a black market is going to rise up of menthol cigarettes, I'm hoping they're actually be healthier as in they can't afford to throw in all those toxic ingredients. So maybe, um, you know, the black market will solve a problem about mm. people doing the menthol. I, I, that's really optimistic. I've heard, I know, I'm trying I've, to play devil's advocate. I've heard that these black market cigarettes are not as good, uh, that there's something right. about them. I don't know what they put in them. I don't I presume maybe somebody not has cured actually right or something. Yeah. Or, mold. or maybe they're going moldy. Yeah. It's uh. another great point. Because uh, that's what you get in the black market in cannabis. Sometimes you get moldy cannabis. So why Absolutely. wouldn't you get the same thing with uh, with tobacco? There's no there's no quality c- control. There's if it sits on a pallet in a warehouse for right. a year before it moves out, no one cares as long as they can move it to the next guy. Mm-hmm. And so you know what else I think they're gonna do is I bet you this already exists. I wouldn't know what to go exactly search for, but I'd I'd be willing to bet something like this exists: a menthol additive. Like a little dropper. That yeah, that's what I was imagining. With, well, yeah, like something like that does it exist, like um, essential oils. You, you get but can you smoke them? Well, yeah, like, you, you could. Like if you go to like places around here, like Smoker's Haven or like these smoke mm-hmm. shops, they do sell like this stuff that like liquid to put on your cigarettes or smokables to make them mm-hmm. taste a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that could be a that's way to saying. do it. And actually, do, nobody take my word for that. I don't know that you can smoke menthol, I mean, <laughs> essential oils. Just well, 
yeah, whether or not it's good for you to do these these things is another question. Right. But yeah. those products will exist. And Absolutely. people will just take a, they'll take a pack of Marlboro Reds and they'll do a little stripe of menthol down the top of each one of them. But that's what I was talking them. about earlier. And what if the states do make menthol, like other than Massachusetts, what if all the states make menthols illegal and then the cops are, uh, you know, arresting people on suspicion of owning a menthol cigarette when all they did was add an additive, like you were saying. Yeah, that could so be- like, instead of saying, I, I smell marijuana in your cousin. I smell menthol, menthol in your car. Oh and like, how do you prove it? All this yeah. stuff, you know. It could so be silly. going there. Uh, let's go to this unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm wondering about Bitcoin. Uh, it seems to me like since that's a fiat currency as well as the U.S. fiat currency, how does that offer an improvement? It's it's going to fail. It's going to fail. It doesn't sound like you're wondering anything. sounds like that was a statement. but uh, So, yeah, I, I don't know how you can just say that it's a fiat currency. Fiat means it has no value except that the people who created it said this is the value. That's not the case with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is has value because it is uh, it's it, it's scarce. It also has utility. Uh, the dollar itself doesn't have all these amazing utilities that Bitcoin has. Yeah, like, you can't make it at thin air. So there has to be proof of work for the values to incur. So like you get there. There is a track of it. You That's know? a good point. There's a lot of uh, actual computer time and math that goes exactly. into making it secure. Uh, but uh, So when you say it's going to fail, what do you mean? It's going to go to zero? Uh, the U.S., every, every fiat is. I can fill my keys with gold, but I can't fill them with Bitcoin or the U.S. dollar. Good luck taking that gold out of the country. Means. He's trying to say that because it's not a physical product, it's fiat. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like you really yeah. understand what Bitcoin is. Or what you're talking but about. But is it your prediction that Bitcoin's going to go to zero, sir? Is that what you will determine? I'll put a bet on that for you. Well, well that would be what you think means it has failed? Okay, high voice, Bonnie. I'll, I'll take that bet. You I mean, a, I don't, are you discriminatory you against high voices? Yeah, you do, do you like your women voice. with low voices? Well, oh, from now on, cute. I'm going to talk like this to you when you call in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish you'd called in at an earlier point, uh, caller, because I would have loved to have had a better discussion with you about that. Um, Why, seems, he doesn't know what he's talking about. If he he can't clearly even... doesn't, but I'd, you know, I wish we had more than a, a minute and a half or whatever to, to talk to him about it. I just want to make it clear. I wasn't making fun of you, Bonnie. Oh, I know. Bonnie, okay. uh, obviously we don't have a whole lot of time here for the student loans, and uh, you're probably not going to be back for a few days. Did you want to talk about that later? Basically, all I had to say about it was that Joe Biden is uh, hinting at that he might do something concerning his campaign promise of erasing student debt, and I think that's a horrible idea. It doesn't make sense that uh, people took on debt, and now people who d- didn't take on debt, people who don't have college educations need to be footed the bill for people who went to college mm. uh, when they couldn't afford it. Right, because somebody's got to pay for that, right? Sounds like he's trying to accelerate the, accelerate the crash. And mm. can he do this on his own? Wouldn't he need Congress to pass some sort of bill? It's just whisperings right now. It's mm. like that this, yeah. You know, it's well, going to be it's going to be just for black people first. <laughs> I don't know. Because Joe Biden's racist. He has to make do. Keep mm. us in the loop, Bonnie, if this uh, continues to develop, and maybe the caller will call in uh, tomorrow night earlier in the show. Yeah, please. And we could talk about Bitcoin, why he thinks it's going to fail when it's currently at about $40,000 per coin. We'll see you tomorrow.